chaos is everywhere. Okay, um, so hey everybody, welcome to Chaos Everywhere. I am your host, Jonathan Gilchrist, and with me, as interminably, is Mr. Artie Vice. Yeah, and yeah, you did what? I always forget you're going to do that. And today we are going to do a special episode. This is the closest we're ever going to really get to a live episode unless we start like streaming, because I'm literally yeah. going to, when we're finished, put this episode right up. So it's coming right to you, it's going to be on, what's today, Friday, March 5th. Probably around 11 o'clock, it'll be up and ready for everybody to listen to about our predictions on AEW Revolution. So, I'm yeah, hard. Wow, that was way too aggressive. But um, also, before we jump into it, I will say, don't worry, there will still be a Wednesday episode because we have a bank episode of The Simpsons we did a while back that I'll just put up as our Wednesday episode. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah. All right. So, with that being said, I have a in front of me on my TV, I have a list of all the matches pulled up so we can just go through them let's just yeah i got them too talk about first okay <laughs> are we so, question yeah uh, i believe i mean we can if you want I, I mean it'll be pretty quick are we doing the buy-in pre-show match as well i was planning out the there's only one match announced right it's the tag match right yep yeah I don't have it up in front of me so you can just not on this list so you can talk about that and then yeah we can do our predictions for that I, would, okay. I do want to give a little bit of a heads up to anybody that's not like a mark like you or me. Um, when I say I'm going to do predictions, I mean, I'm going to get into it. I'm going to deep dive and like talk about shit that has nothing to do with what you're going to see on the TV that's going to probably affect <laughs> who's going to win or lose. So like I'm going full, like, you know, the way we talk, basically. I'm going full, this is how we're going to try to decide who wins. So Yeah. Um, yeah I if mean, you don't want stuff ruined. Like, if you're not, like, that kind of person, then, yeah, I don't know, maybe wait till after the show to watch. Or, I mean, mine mostly has to do with also with what's actually happened on Dynamite so far, so. Yeah. There's <laughs> just one or two things that's going to... knowledge of, like, how stuff usually works. Yeah. There's one or two things that I, like, I'm going to get into that's going to be about outside stuff of the ring. But whatever, we'll get to that later. But, yeah, let's start with the buy-in match. All right. Um, yeah, who's in so, it? Because I remember kind of, but not really. Yeah, so this is going to be the faces, Riho and Thunder Rosa, uh-huh. taking on the heel team of Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Right. And her lackey sidekick, Rebel. Yeah. It's so, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, right off the bat, for me, pretty easy. Obviously, you want to start off with a face win, start the mm-hmm. show off good. Rio and Thunder Rosa will win. You have a perfect person in Rebel to take the pin. That way, Britt doesn't have to look weak or anything. Uh, I think it's should be a pretty clear Riho Thunder Rosa win. Unless, yeah. unless, now this is, I'm just throwing this in just because I thought about it randomly for like five seconds and I'm like, oh, that'd be really cool, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> so unless something happens and Britt Baker like pins Riho or something like that, right. Rosa gets furious and intense like she is like she's an intense wrestler and right. turns on Riho and you get a heel, Thunder Rosa heel turn on the pre-show. Well, that, like that's the thing for me that made this match a little bit difficult. You're what you just laid out is perfect and you're right, um, completely. But what made it a little difficult to me is there's no storyline to really work off of to decide who I think would win. I mean, yeah. like it's it's kind of a cold match, so there's no like reason one team needs to win. But the idea of a heel or a face team going over to begin the show, that does seem like in line with what they usually do. So I think you're right. That that all makes sense, and I think that's a pretty good idea of where it's going to go. Um, and you're right. That would be a cool turn. It's not something AEW has done a lot of where they've done surprise. Yeah. No, I highly doubt it's going to happen. I just – I literally – like it randomly popped in my mind for like five seconds and was like, oh, that'd be really cool. Yeah, no, that like I said, that would be really cool. Uh, we'll see if it happens, but yeah, I think as far as like who's going to win, chances are, yeah, that's that's it. It's going to be the faces going over, and it's probably going to be Rebel being pinned. 
So I think that all makes sense. Um, so yeah, so that would get us into the main show. And I think the list that I have in front of me is actually the order the matches are supposed to happen. I'm okay, because I think mine is two, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I always say that because I saw a thing that said the um, that they put the tag title match is going to be the first match in the night, and that's the one that's number one here. So oh. I'm guessing it's in order. No kidding. So, yep. Okay, because mine had the Battle Royal first. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't know if this is right or not, but we'll just I will just right, go, we can go by yours then. You can just skip around, yeah, because I just got this giant thing. All right, that's fine. So number one on this, uh, the Young Bucks, which is Nick and Matt Jackson versus the Inner Circle, Chris Jericho and MJF with Wardlow. Um, I, from a storyline point of view, I don't know if the Young Bucks really have to win. Honestly, this is another place where, like, if it was WWE, I would say a swerve is would be likely with the Sammy Guevara thing coming out that he would be involved somehow costing the inner circle the match. Interesting. I don't, I don't know if that's what they're building to. And that's, again, not something – this is one of those things about AEW that makes it difficult for, uh, for me at least to predict stuff sometimes is that I've got WWE in my head. And they don't write like there would be a lot of the time. So, like, the rules would apply. Yes. <laughs> it's actually refreshing. But okay. the rules that would apply that almost make every match easy to predict in WWE don't really apply here. But um, I, that's definitely one way you could go is having Guevara show up and cost Jericho and MJF the title. I don't know if that's where that they're is. going. But, yeah. is, is that what you're saying? Is that what you think is going to happen? You think Young Bucks retain due to something like that? I give it a good percentage if we don't. I want you to decide before I say what I think. Yeah, if I'm gonna say my likelihood, I'm going to say that actually um, that it's going to be the inner circle wins somehow because I don't think they're going to do that. You know what I mean? Like if Sam and gets involved, I think that's how it's happening. But if if not, then I think the inner circle might actually win because I think there's more of a a storyline reason for them to take the titles at the moment. So, but okay. What were you, what's your thoughts on this? So I think the inner circle is going to win. Okay. And I think the good brothers are going to cost the young bucks, the titles. Yep. I forgot about that. That was another thing that I thought of earlier. Yeah. The good I think brothers that's gonna start, I'm going to, I think that's going to start a tag rivalry between the young bucks and the good brothers, which right. is kind of to my, my main point is the Young Bucks don't need the titles. Yeah. They have so many story directions that they can go in. Like, they have one right there with, like, Good Brothers, Kenny, and all that stuff. Right. Um, it's, like, right yeah, there. They, they don't need the titles. On the other hand, MJF and Jericho having the titles creates right. stories. Because, I mean, they have... I mean, they have Ortiz and Santana. Right. Um like in their faction, who is a legitimate tag team, as well as, you know, the possibility of Sammy G coming back with like, I don't know, maybe he gets his own partner and he like chases after the tag titles against like MJF and uh, Jericho, you know? But I think, I think having the titles change creates story for both. Like it creates multiple storylines basically. Right. No, like that, it that creates sense. Young Bucks versus Good Brothers, and it creates Jericho and MGF. Right. Field tag team title winners, like, defending against possibly, like, their own faction. Right. Yeah, no, and I, I forgot about the Good Brothers, but the fact that they have been positioning them on the outskirts of this whole thing for yep. the last few weeks adds that to it. Uh, the uh, same reason that they, like, const- they haven't been, they've been bringing up Guevara, even though he hasn't been there. Like at the press conference with why like uh, Eric Bischoff, I think it was Eric Bischoff talking about yep. Kavara, or was it? You well, know, one of them asked about Kavara, and then Chris Jericho oh, was like, no. "I don't want to hear his name." Yeah, it was someone else because Eric brought up Eric just brought up angering the young bucks. That was all. Right. So maybe it was Tom or, or Comrade Thompson that brought up. I don't know, but yeah, it was it was one of those guys that brought up Kavara, and then. Jericho goes off about not wanting to hear his name, which is yeah. you know, obviously keeping his name alive for this storyline. Yeah. So I mean, he's clearly coming back at some point. Yeah. Like, I don't... Again, this is another thing, like... And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and bash WWE all I want on the AEW show we're doing. 
this is another time where like if it was there to be i would say probably both were going to happen in some way or another <laughs> <laughs> that'd be hilarious but like you can clearly see it like yeah the young but or var comes out but somehow like he doesn't quite do it but then the good brothers come out and it just becomes a clusterfuck i don't think that's what's going to happen no but, no 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 but i've seen enough in my life to know it could in another company no. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm guessing, I'm, my thought is that Good Brothers happens, causes, costs Young Bucks the titles, and then I bet, I bet Sammy G probably just, like, comes back the next week on, on uh, Dynamite. Yeah, that makes, yeah, like I said, another storyline you could do with him coming back is, like, if, if this is going to be the thing that kind of dry, finally breaks up the inner circle, which could happen, like, mm. Sanchez and Ortiz go their own way. Guevara comes back and Jake Hager becomes his tag team partner and goes after titles that way. So you have to get three titles out of it. I don't think that's what's going to happen, but no. that's that's interesting, though. I like it. I mean, clearly, I think if you pay any attention to to Sammy G's uh, um, show that he has going on on YouTube, if you paid any attention, you would know that clearly his tag team partner is going to be Fuego Del Sol. Right, of course. And I don't pay attention to that, so I have no idea what you're talking about. I know. That's <laughs> why I said it. Oh. How much more into AEW I am than you, that's all. I'm just flexing. That's a good point. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that's um, that's two in a row, really, that we've agreed on, that we're thinking most likely, one way or the other, the inner circle is going to be the new tag champions. So. Yeah. I have a feeling we're probably going to be thinking similarly on possibly all of these. Yeah, no, the only one like, there's two that I, like. Honestly, just to throw it out there right now, I only think there's two that we're gonna like possibly differ on, and right. I think it's either gonna be. I think it's possibly the tag team Royale and the ladder. Yeah. I right. think those that, are the two we most possibly differ on. That and part of that's because there's just so many you know yep. people that it's impossible. Yeah, so, everything else I think we're probably gonna be the same on. The next one on my list, which again, this is making me now. I'm looking back, looking through it. I'm like, this can't be the way the actual order is going to come in because the next one on my list is Team Taz versus uh, Darby Allen and Sting. So there's no way that's going to be number two. But, no, I don't think so. But um, this, I, I'm first of all, I'm going to be interested to see how they did do and do this because they, like, when they first announced, it, I thought this is going to have to be a um, cinematic match, you know, like the Firefly Funhouse. But, yeah, but I don't think it is. Yeah, but the way they built it, it doesn't feel like it's going to be that at all. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Um, I, th- I feel like I this kind- is straightforward. Yeah. So I kind of think that for this match, that Team Taz would benefit more from the win. That makes sense? Because like, right oh, now, I agree 100%. They would yeah. easily benefit more. Because Darby Allen's got all the momentum with the title, and Sting is Sting, and you know, and also Darby Allen's the kind of character that he can lose, and it's not going to like affect him negatively. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't. What do you think? Because it's I, don't I know. agree with you 100, percent and I also believe that there's no chance in hell that Sting is losing a match. Yeah, yeah, no, because especially with his. That makes sense because with the way his whole WWE run went, they probably don't want to start him off with a loss in AEW. Yeah, there's literally there's a better chance of me losing 150 pounds and getting a hot girlfriend than there is of Sting losing that match. So you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. There's like, I like. But I, I will say, I don't think really Brian, I don't think losing affects Brian Cage and Ricky's. I, I don't think losing affects Team Taz really all that much either, though, honestly. No, no I'm not, it's not going to bury them. I just think that it, them winning would oh, be well, the them winning benefit. Would be huge. Right. But it's just not going to happen. Yeah. By the way, I, I want to put out, I just want to put this here. I'm becoming a very big Ricky Starks fan. I really think yeah, it's something very special. Uh like the dude's mic skills are fantastic, by the way. But also, yep. he's great in the ring. Yep. I just yeah. want to put it out there because I don't think no. we've had a chance to talk about him that much. Well, I mean, we don't really. really I, well, I mean, as it's weird because as much as I think we both love AEW, uh-huh. we don't really talk about it at all. 
That's true. We, we usually talk about when we're talking about something else, and we want to we'll pull yeah. ourselves back from the brink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I think there we go again. Darby and uh, Stain most likely going to be your winners, unless, don't like I said, they really like, want to push the There's a chance the other team's gonna win. <laughs> uh, Darby Allen will win this match 100% guaranteed. <laughs> uh, so you're doing a Paul Heyman spoiler, not a prediction, exactly. Okay, um, so the next. Spoiler. Sting and Darby Allen will win that match. Uh, Alright, well then we'll move on to the next match on this list, which is Akarashita versus Ryo Mitsunami. I, I think I got that right. Or close to yep. it. Uh, Ryo Mizunami. Mizunami. Okay, well, you know, I'm horrible at Japanese names, so I, I well, give him a... You know what? That's where I take over. So you got the champion, Hikarushita, taking <laughs> out the challenger and winner of that AEW women's tournament, Ryo Mizunami. Right. Uh, who had a win over Nyla Rose to win that, to finish that tournament off. Yeah. And a really good match. Like, way yeah. better. I mean, again, I don't, I'm not a huge women's wrestling fan in general, but it was, uh, it kept my well, attention in a very that. good way. So I'm, I give them an A plus for that. Yeah. Um, that being said, that being said, this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. <laughs> Hikaru Shida is winning that match. Yeah. No, but... there is no way that they're there's no way on God's green earth they're going to end the longest reigning women's champion in their short history. Yeah. To uh like to a wrestler who's not even like officially on their roster, I don't think, first of all. Secondly, right. Is like on the verge of retiring, right? Like, yeah. So There's no way. You're you're right. You're you're like I will give you ninety nine point nine percent, but I'm going to give everybody the reason that you would do it the other way, just because they did make a very good like I'll say Excalibur did a very good job of putting the storyline in place of like the fire has been under Rio. She has been like on a tear. So there is a very nice story that you can tell of the veteran coming in and like out of nowhere winning the title, whether she holds on to it for a week or whatever, you could tell that story. I don't think that's what they're going to do because, again, and it's not something AEW does, but it's, it's yeah. I would agree with you most of the time. The only reason I wouldn't agree with it this time is because in order to tell that story, you're ending the longest title reign in the company. Yeah, that's true. I forgot that was actually the case. That it's their longest. Not title even reign. just the women's title, like the longest title reign in the company right now. Yeah, no, that definitely makes it much less likely to go that route with it. I just, I want yeah. to put it out there that they did plant that seed, which is what you're supposed to do as an announcer, plant oh, yeah. the seed of what if. So. Yeah, no, for one hundred percent, I agree. But yeah, no, that's like I said. That being said, <laughs> this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. Karushita is winning that match. Oh. Now that being said, both of these are going to turn off the other way, and I'm going to look like the biggest idiot. Yeah, you're going to just have the opposite effect of Paul Heyman. Whenever you say spoiler, everybody's going to be like, oh, it's the other way. That would be amazing. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and I can just say this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler for every single match and see every single match turn out the other way. Oh, and everybody, it's like you become everybody's favorite podcast host because they can just butt the opposite of you and they win. Yeah, so, basically. Um, so the next one on my list is Adam Page versus uh, Matt Hardy. Okay. Um, I don't think there's any good reason for a face to win this kind of match. Like, interesting. Heel, yeah, because well, if a heel wins this match. He gets to like hold it over the face for months to come. Like, look what I'm doing with all your money, Adam, as I use it to take out the Dark Order. If the face wins this match, what the hell is he going? To, like, what's he going to do with the money? Like, if it was like a title or something, something visible, that makes sense. But when it's just money, I don't know what a face does with that. But I don't know. Do you have a different way of looking at it? I do, but it's not. So. 
I don't think the stipulation is a big deal. Okay. I think they just put a stipulation on the match to have a stipulation on the match. Yeah. So I'm gonna say this is very not this is not very AEW. This is very WWE, but I think it's something AEW might do for this particular match. Okay. All right. Nobody cares about the stipulation. Right. Adam Page cannot lose this match. Okay. Like Matt Hardy is a vet. Matt Hardy can lose. Matt Hardy loses all the time. Matt Hardy can lose. Right. Adam Page is like doing nothing right now. Like, he needs this win and he needs to move on to go after some title or something. Like right. this unless the only reason he loses this match is to extend the rivalry with Matt Hardy. And the only reason you do that is if you have literally nothing else for him to do. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But honestly, that's part of the reason that I thought, like, another reason I thought Matt Hardy is more likely is because though this doesn't feel like the blow-off to this rivalry. It feels like the midway point, kind of. Mm, okay. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Because, like, you also have to think, like, not too, too – like, Matt Hardy did make, like, a pretty big stink about destroying the Dark Order. And, like, right. really not, not too much has happened yet. Yeah, he's only taken out, like, two members. Yeah. So it feels like there's still a lot more to go with that. Which, if okay. they move him into just doing it against the Dark Order, then that's fine. But it's it's supposed to be about Adam Page's friendship with the Dark Order. So taking Adam right. Page away seems weird at this moment. No, I would agree with that. Um. <laughs> Of course, like, uh, if, by the way, if Matt Hardy wins, it's not going to be clean. There's going to be shenanigans. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Sorts, but... Obviously. Yeah. Like, um, I just, I don't know. I just, I love Adam Page so much. Yeah. Like, he is, he's, he might be my favorite wrestler right now. Yeah. I, he's up there for me, too. Like, he's like, really grown on me. Yeah. The idea of him losing. To Matt Hardy, <laughs> and that sounds bad. I'm well aware of how that just sounded, because that yeah. makes me that makes me sound like I think Matt Hardy is shit, which is not the case at all. I think Matt Hardy is awesome. That being right. said, Matt Hardy is a veteran. You know how I feel about <laughs> veterans. Yeah, no, you're right. Like I know you don't like. Yeah, you don't want a veteran going over a new. Okay, but again, I think that just is where are we with the storyline, and I don't feel like this is the blow-off yet. It just doesn't feel yeah. like a blow-off to me. So No, I think you're right. I think you you swayed me. You have swayed me. I will say, though, this is a prediction. <laughs> this is not a spoiler in any nope. way or form. This is actually probably the hardest match to, to decide for me. Yeah. This is probably the hardest match for me to prove. No, I take that back. Barring the like crazy like multi man match, the two multi man matches out of yeah. the single slash tag matches, this is the hardest one for me to predict. Yeah, no, it does feel like it's a little early. So yeah, I do. I think you're right. I think Hardy will probably end up winning this through through some shenanigans. Right. And then uses the money to help destroy the Dark Order, and then Adam Page comes back, maybe the next pay-per-view, and that's the blow-off, and then we move on to him doing something. I'm not sure what, but him yeah. doing something. See, I think another problem I have with this is, like, since AEW only had, only puts on pay-per-views once every, like, three months, Yeah, it's hard for me to, like, see them doing this for another three months. Yeah. But that also mean that also opens it up to shows like you know Beach Break and Smash oh, where they could do the blow off there, which yeah, might happen. One of those. That's perfectly that's perfectly fair. I forgot about that. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's where we're going for that one. The next one on my list, and I this is I've already decided this can't be the list just for various reasons, but we'll get into this one, and then I'm gonna skip number six because that's the main event. That's gonna be our last one, obviously. So. Um, the next one is actually the ladder match uh, for the chance at the TNT title. Mm. Uh, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Penta, Alzira Mero, uh, Lance Archer, and Max Gaster also with TDB or TBA because I guess there's a surprise entrant that's yep. going to be in this. Um, 
if this were any other company besides AEW, it's an eighty percent chance that the the surprise was gonna is gonna win because that's yeah. why they're there. Um, AEW has done that a few times now where surprise won, but then they've also done like Matt Sedell, even if he hadn't screwed up the shooting star press, he wasn't planned to win that battle yeah, royal. So, so it's not a hundred percent that that's what they're gonna do, but that is a very like very big possibility it could happen. Yeah. But let's assume that they don't use the surprise is gonna win. Which one of the others do you think has the best shot? Is the surprise just a because maybe I just misunderstood when I was watching it. The surprise entrant, that's the is that the is that the guy Paul White was gonna announce? No, they made a very big point of that on Facebook today. The um, person that's signing the deal is not the same person that's going to be in the ladder match. Okay. Okay. Shoot. So, I have no idea. Yeah. Now, we'll, and we're going to talk about the Paul White thing after we actually go through the matches. I figured that'd be a nice way to cap it off to try and for us to okay. predict who we think will be the signing. I've got a couple of ideas, but okay. we'll see. Um, hmm. God, these are really tough when you don't know one of the people in it. Yeah. You go first. <laughs> for me, okay, so I'll, I'll break it down. Um, just a couple of people. Cody Rhodes. He, it doesn't make sense to go backwards to have him go against the Allen, Darby mm-hmm. Allen right now. So I yeah. don't think he's going to win. Um, Lance Archer just has not been able to get out of the blocks. I don't see a good reason for him to win. Max Caster, really, I'm just looking for a great match out of him. If he wins, he's the complete surprise dark horse. Yep. It's not impossible, but it's just very unlikely. I'm more looking for him to just have a great night. Yeah, same. Uh, Penta. Penta maybe, but he's just slightly less dark horsey than Max. So my pick out of those would be Scorpio Sky, especially with what they did on Dynamite with him on commentary, just selling himself to the moon really well, obviously. Um, I think Scorpio Sky is the most likely out of this list for me. Okay. So there's my prediction. Not spoiler, because these are crazy. (laughs) Okay. So here's my thoughts. Uh-huh. And this, I will say, this kind of ruins my other pick. This kind of ruins one of my other picks. Okay. But just so, like, but I'm going to say my pick for this is Penta. Okay. Reason for that is he's coming off of his, in- he's coming back from his injury. Yeah. And Phoenix is teaming with Pac now. Right. So this is a great – and Penta is a singles wrestler. Like, obviously, he's a tag wrestler with, uh, with, with Phoenix, but Penta is, is a singles guy yeah. also, like a big-time singles wrestler as well with huge yeah. single success. And so while Phoenix is teaming with Pac now for a while, this is the perfect opportunity to let Penta really go on a crazy singles run Right. And I think him winning the ladder match would be a great way to start it. Right. No, I think it makes sense. Like, I, I could definitely see Penta putting on a great match, but honestly, I don't know if I see Penta winning a match against Darby Allen for the title. But can I see them doing like a heel Scorpio Sky? Because he was being very heely on commentary. Oh, Maybe I'm starting Darby Allen. Maybe. So that's why I. Yeah, that's another reason I went that way. But no, I could definitely see it. I could definitely see Penta winning and anybody else really on this list. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to see. While we're at Cody Rhodes, um, I wanted to talk about the apparent reformation of the Four Horsemen, which, oh, that, like, I love that so much. It's not, it's not complete yet. I don't consider... Because, like, I don't consider Tully to be the fourth person. I consider him to be, like, a a manager type. Oh, no, no. I have a completely different theory on who the fourth person is going to be, which I will now tell you. Okay. Um, Go for it. So, first first of all, before I I get into that theory, I just really want to point out, I, like, literally just could not stop smiling when – they come out, those three come out with the titles, the different titles from different eras, 
and fucking J.J. Dillon is behind them. That just made me so fucking happy. Yeah, that was awesome. My WCW like boner was just through the roof. <laughs> just had to say. <laughs> but anyway, so once um, and they, I think they might tip this. I don't know if this is going to happen soon, but I feel like this could be like later down the year. This could be the idea with um, with those three together and Arn Anderson coming out to sort of show it. I think Cody could turn heel. And I think Cody could become the leader of this faction. And I, I mean, think, <laughs> but here's the next level to it. I think part of the reason that they might do that, and Cody even said this in an interview, interview this week, if he wants to go for the world title, it's going to be a heel turn. So Cody turns heel, joins that group, goes for the world title. So I, like I said, I don't know if that's going to happen six months down the line, but I could see that being a long-term plan. Okay, I can see that being a long-term plan. That definitely is not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. But man, if it does, I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for it. As, as something down the road to happen, I am 100% all for it. 1 million percent all for it. Uh, but, like, yeah. Cody's, Cody's a great face, don't get me wrong. But, like, holy shit, is he a great heel. Yeah. And right now he's kind of like John Cena light with his his uh, faceness. So I really want to see what happens going forward. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think we've got our predictions in for that, and we've like maybe spoiled something about six months down the line. I hope that turns <laughs> out to be a spoiler. Man, that'd be uh, amazing if that's the case. So I'm gonna skip over because I, I would yeah, just throw it out there. I was saying that this was like in the works. I mean, you remember, I said that something like this was in the works, like, a while ago. I will say, at first, I thought it was going to, I mean, I called Sean Spears, which that was, that was easy. Yeah, no. But, like, I will say, I was wrong. I thought it was, because at first, I thought it was going to be Kenny. Yeah. That was clearly a mistake. Well, to be fair, they did, um, they did bring in the Good Brothers. You couldn't have really predicted that unless you knew about the contracts that were going back and forth between the two companies. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that being said, though, I I 100% agree with you, and I, I really hope that happens. Yeah. Like, no, way down the road, though. Like, close to the end of the year. Yeah. No, the only reason, the main reason I know it's not going to happen anytime soon is because, well, we'll get it. You know what? I won't yeah, say but, right now because it'll, it'll be more of a spoiler for something else we're going to talk about. Yeah, because I think you and I both have the same idea about that. Yeah. But um, so we're gonna skip over the next one because that's the main event. We'll do that last. So the next one on this list is Miro and Kip Sabian with uh, or versus the best friends, which I guess if you don't have um, what's that? Oh, I just lost his name. Uh, Trent. Yeah, it does become the best friends with Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor, which is weird to me. But um, I don't. I don't. I don't really have a, a dog in this fight, uh, but I mean, just, I do. Well, just based on an interview I saw Miro give, where he was talking about how he's gonna—I don't know if it was on Dynamite or not, but I think it was—where he talked about he's gonna stop playing games and be the Miro that everybody wanted him to be. I feel like that's the signal that he's gonna have to win this match and do so convincingly. So that's my guess is what's going to happen is Miro. Miro's basically going to win this match for his team. In a yeah, I, I think Miro and Kip win this match. They they need to win this match. Like, yeah. oh my God, do they need to win this match? Yeah, because I don't. Nothing really is gained by Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor winning at this point. No, they're so and, over they can lose, and that's going to be perfectly fine. Yeah. So, but Miro and Kip desperately, desperately need this win. And that's yeah. why I think they're going to get it. And well, hopefully Miro looks amazing doing it. That's all hope. I, like I said, it's not because I don't love Miro. It's just, I, I don't know, he's another guy that's been, unfortunately, very lukewarm. So hopefully this will be the night where he starts turning around. Yeah, same. That's what I'm hoping. So the next list, oh my, I think they've added people since I last saw this. The next one is the um, Battle Royal. 
Um, so I'm going to go through the list. It's going to take me a minute. So we've got Bear Country, um, The Dark Order, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, The Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, Santa, Santana Ortiz, which here they label him as the inner circle. I would call him proud, uh, proud and powerful, but eh, whatever. It's fine. They're the same thing. The Butcher and the Blade, Private Party, Top Flight, Death Triangle, Varsity Blondes, the Seidel Brothers, SoCal Uncensored, The Natural Nightmares, Chaos Project, Gun Club, The Dark Order again, <laughs> the uh, and The Pretty Picture, which is pretty Peter Avalon and Caesar Bonnie. So I think literally every other tag team that they have under their umbrella. Pretty much. Yeah. Royal. Yeah. Um, pretty much. Good. Well, not like every I, other because TH2 is not in it, so... That's true. Like, why aren't they in it? Everybody else is fucking there. That's <laughs> fair. I have no it? idea. Um, maybe because they're going to be involved in the Handman and um, Matt Hardy match. Most likely. You know? um, yeah, so I don't even... Because there's no storyline really here that for anybody in particular that... Like, again, in WWE at this point, coming into a battle royal like this, you'd have like one tag team that's clearly feuding with the champs that was going to have to win. But we yeah. don't have that because AEW does do a better job feeling more sports-like. Um, so if I had to put my money on anybody, I think... God. Well, I'm going to say, first of all, as a dark horse winner that I would see come out of nowhere, but not really, I think the Varsity Blondes could win. I... Um, like I said, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. I just could see nah. them doing it, like as a surprise win. But I don't know who do you like. Let me you you maybe you can do this first because I honestly don't know who I think has got the best chance in this long list of tag teams. All right. So my dark horse pick that I really don't think is going to win, but like if I had to make a dark horse pick, mine would be Silver and Reynolds. Okay. Yeah. Um. That being said. I think Pac and Phoenix are winning this. Okay. Um, I think that they have been teaming lately and they've been winning teaming lately, um, which you can't, and they've been like on the show more than right. any other, any of the other teams. Um, mm-hmm. So based on just based on their winning streak and the fact that they've been on TV more than any of the other teams right. like I mentioned more, I think it's going to be them. Okay. And I no, think that's no, but... going to lead to a tag title match against like Jericho and MJF, probably. Right. Now that I look at it, I actually it did just occur to me that another good storyline coming out of that tag match, especially if we're right about the inner circle winning, is Santana Ortiz winning. Yeah. And having to go against MJF and Y2J. Yeah, that is one other thing I was thinking about as well. It would be a good time because they haven't done like anything. Lately, yeah. it would be a great time for them to like get back into it, you know. Yeah, and I think that does feed into what's going on with the inner circle storyline in general. So, just because I want to be different, I will say that they're probably going to be my pick. Okay, um, is the inner circle. But again, this is so many, so many goddamn tag teams, and AEW being what it is, they could easily decide that they want to like. Even not for a storyline, just give the Natural Nightmares a title match. You know what I mean? Or Chaos Project is on. I'm gonna say Chaos Project is not likely. Not, not even it's like a. <laughs> I like how you said Chaos match. Project, and you're like, eh, nah, never mind. No, one, they stole my fucking gimmick. Two, it's just no. They they've just not done anything on TV to warrant me believing that they're going to get a tag match yeah. even on Dark Night. So yeah, no, absolutely not. Top Flight so, has yeah. a better chance. Yeah, so I think that's yeah that would be my pick. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested to see how it goes down because there's so many people in one match. Yeah, I'm sticking with fucking Phoenix. So I, I haven't seen enough about Bear Country. Like I've seen them, but they haven't. I haven't seen enough of their matches to know anything about Bear Country. But they do have an interesting look, if nothing else. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but yeah, so that um, brings us to because the only match left would be Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. Wow. And um, I'll, I'll give you my prediction right now, and I will give you my reasoning right now. Um, I think Omega wins, and I think the reason Omega wins is because John Moxley still has a child on the way, so he's not going back to full-time championship. 
anytime soon. He's probably going to end up leaving TV for a while at some point in the near future. Plus, I just think they put way too much into Kenny Omega to end his title reign now, you know, without going further with it. So, yep, that's my well, basic idea. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you go against... You know what? Just to spite you, this, ladies and gentlemen, is not a prediction. This uh, is a spoiler. Okay. Kenny Omega wins. Duh. Duh. Oh. <laughs> like, I feel like this this may be as easy of a pick as like the Sting Darby Allen match for me. Yeah. No, there's just yeah, because again, it's it's going backwards, and you're not going to yeah. go. They're going to have a hell of a match, but just based oh, on his personal life. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just well, based on how no they take the title off of Mega already. Right. Especially with a guy that, like I said, I don't think, like, I don't know. I know he's very committed. I don't know when his wife has a baby. Um, he's not going to be doing full-time wrestling for at least a little bit, I would assume. Yeah. I mean, and, he'll probably come back to it. Eventually, but yeah, he'll probably take a little bit of a break. I'm guessing. Which might even be why this match has been set up the way it is to be like ultra violent, so that he has a legit reason to not be on TV, yeah, on TV for, for a while. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair. Um, and he was even making those statements on the show, like you know, mm-hmm. this would be a great way to go. That kind yeah. of thing. Like that might be a sign that he's not going to be on TV for a while. Yeah. Um, I did okay, so I wanted to say something, and I want to say this unequivocally. Uh, fuck Jim Cornette. <laughs> fuck him and his stupid carny bullshit mouth. Because I heard, like, uh, the other day I saw that he said about John Moxley that he is a plumber from Cincinnati. Like, a what? Yeah, so John Moxley won a big award. I forget which award it was, but it was like an award named for Luthez and Ric Flair. And Jim Cornette's um, response to that was, we're, we're, we're giving an award to a, an award that was named after Ric Flair and Luthez to a plumber from Cincinnati. And I'm like, what the fuck makes you what? happy, you old carny son of a bitch? Like, did you hear me that time? Plumber from Cincinnati? Yeah. You know, Dusty Rhodes was the son of a plumber. Right. But more to the point that got me pissed off is like, how much more of a throwback do you want out of than John Moxley and you're fucking calling him not good enough? Like, what the well, fuck is wrong with you? Nothing on AEW is good enough. Nothing in wrestling today is good enough for him. Like, dude, I, I'm not going to get into it on here, but like, <laughs> you remember me ranting. Yes, it's a good. And I remember you defending him. Yeah. And I and I usually do. Me, and, by the way. And by the way, also I know he's playing a character. He wants to get people riled up, and I get all that. Yeah. But I also know that this is that's his opinion. Like. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 He's not making up his opinion. Like that opinion is what he actually has. He is just livening it up a lot to get more listeners. Right. And so I am living up my opinion with fuck Jim Cornette and his out of date stupidity of just everything that's not, you know, fucking from our, in the middle of the cow palace is shit. Is basically <laughs> what he thinks. Yeah. And that's coming from a guy that loves WCW, by the way. And yeah, no, he, it's time for Jim Cornette to just either catch up or get away. So. Well, you know, neither of those are happening, so. <laughs> no, neither of them are happening. But I just wanted to point that out because it really did, like, legitimately anger me in a way that probably shouldn't be possible after 32 years of watching wrestling. Yeah, but, honestly, uh, man, I'm surprised that got to you like it did. Uh, like, it did. I'm glad it did because, like I said, you, I've already told you my opinions on <laughs> on his whole deal, you know, on his right. shtick, as it were. Like, I, I, I've already told you my opinions on it, but, like, I'm surprised with how staunchly you were defending him against me. Yeah, I'm really surprised that comment of all things got to you. I think it's because, like, when I was defending him to you, I was defending his stance on guys that were like more high flying and stuff. I was like, that's just not his taste. But when you take 
a fucking working class brawler who does like literally is the old school that like, yes he does a lot of hardcore wrestling but the man is basically terry funk of this generation and that's not good enough for him what the hell is seriously that's what got me just like so there really is no pleasing you that's you're just yeah. gonna bitch about whatever I, happens I, yeah that's literally i'm pretty sure that's word for word what i told you when i was complaining about him originally to you was that there's literally nothing in wrestling today that makes him happy <laughs> Well, now that he's finally proven it, now that he's gone to the bottom of the barrel, now I agree with you. So it took a while, but I got there. All right. Well, you know, who knows? Maybe Cornette will hear this and we'll get famous from it. <laughs> that would be awesome. Like, I, I want to say this right now. Biggest honor of my life would be Cornette hearing this and calling me what I am, a no-nothing no fucking mark that nobody cares about. Like, if he said that, I'd be so happy. Oh, I could yeah. die. Pants instantly. <laughs> but yeah, so there, there's the main match. Obviously, there's we're going to talk about um, a little bit more of what's supposed to happen. But is there anything you wanted to add to any of the matches? Um, hmm. The only... <laughs> the only other thing that I really, I guess, kind of wanted to add looking through oh did you want to do yeah th not this isn't really anything i was going to add on the side or anything but like mm -hmm. were we going to do who we thought was going to be both the the person white was going to announce as well as the guest uh the surprise entrant into the ladder match oh sure yeah we can do both of those there is one other thing that i want to mention before we get to those but yeah we yeah. Can definitely talk about who we think is going to be the ladder match entrant too um the other thing I want to mention is more about what happened on Dynamite, just because I don't know when we're going to have a chance to talk about it. But I want to go ahead and pat myself on the back for um, being so on the money with what, we're, what we were talking about right before this happened, in that not only did we have a show just last week about Paul White's first ever match right before he joins AEW, we also basically saw the Shaq storyline play out in 1995, where... <laughs> where um, Cody Rhodes killed Shaq and then he magically disappears from an ambulance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I was literally yelling at my TV screen, you can't just do that. You're not the fucking Undertaker. Like I was yelling at the giant when we watched him do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, I think as it was happening, I literally texted you the moment he disappeared. I was like, and that's too far. Like, that, yeah. that was too much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, like, like, the match itself, I will give him credit. I told you I think it was a C plus, which is better than what I expect from most celebrities. Mm -hmm. um, my biggest thing was I think he was actually pulling back too much because it just made everything look didn't make everything look real enough when he like threw a knee you could just watch him like miss by five feet to protect cody it's like no you really gotta throw yourself into that shack i know we're trying to protect each other but but um but yeah no everything up until the disappearance which makes no goddamn sense like it just it doesn't so i mean um, it wouldn't make any sense unless he was coming back as the shack to take that's the that's literally the only thing that could happen if he like if next week on dynamite he, he appears on the screen looks knocked out and then turns to the camera and talks about the eternal flame that keeps Shaq going and then rises just, to the rafters i just want i just want him to show up with like a red mask and jr to go my god that must that must be chicane <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if any of those things happen, greatest comedy part of wrestling ever, and I give them all the credit in the world. So, uh, but yeah, I don't like I said, I don't know where they're going with Shaq. I just think that was really silly, and yeah, it's something absolutely. that wrestling you can you can absolutely do that in wrestling, but that made no goddamn sense. So it shouldn't have been done for him to disappear. Yeah. Anywho, so yeah, now that we've got that out of the way, 
Um, we can get into the predictions. I think we'll start with the prediction of the ladder, like who we think is in ladder match. Because yeah. uh, honestly, I think that's, I don't think it's going to be any less surprising. I just think it's like less of a main story at the moment. I mean, if it's who I think it might be, it's going to be pretty fucking surprising. Well, who do you think it's going to be? Because I honestly haven't given it too much thought. Um, I've thought about the other one more, but what, who okay. do you think is going to be? I hope you're ready for this. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'm going to give you a hint. Some people might say he is one of a kind. RVD, you think? I think it could be Rob Van Dam. I, uh, I don't know. Like The reason I – so my reasoning – Okay, here we go. All right. So first of all, he's still wrestling like full time. Yeah. He like just got done with Impact, which has a relationship with AEW. Yeah, yeah. He's known for like ladder matches. Yeah. Like one of his things. And yeah, aside from that, you know that would get a huge ass pop. Yeah. No, like oh, it makes sense. I just, I, I don't know. I and don't. I don't think I, it's going to be anyone that's already on the roster. Yeah, I, I honestly, you're not wrong. Like everything about that makes sense. It just doesn't feel right for some reason to me. But I honestly don't have too many ideas of who it could be. It would be better. So, huh? Oh, honestly, I mean the truth. You know, not, you like it, don't you? Like thinking about it, yeah. Like it, don't you? No, like I would be completely satisfied with that him being the answer. That would all of it make sense. I just I'm, it doesn't feel like the right thing, but at the same time, I don't have a good like I haven't thought about I before today. I didn't even know there was a to be announced um, entrant in this, and then once I sat down, I was like, I don't even know like anybody that's out that's like a freelancer that could be it. Um, well, you also I'm, aren't really that into like indie wrestling right now, so that that's kind of true. limits your ideas of who it could possibly be. You know, right? Because it could be indie guys. You, one guy I could see doing it because I don't think he would show up for the other thing, but I think he could definitely um, make like be part of AEW is um, Eric Redbeard. I think they could no, do that. I don't know if that's what happening. they're going to put him, but yeah, that's not happening. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I wasn't even thinking. It might be someone from like New Japan. Okay, yeah. I wasn't even thinking of that. Dude, yeah. oh my god, how sick would it be if it just ended up being Okada? <laughs> yeah, that would be really good. That'd be so disgusting. I mean, he wouldn't win, unfortunately, but like, right. god, that'd be crazy. Oh man, that yeah. just opens up so many options now that I wasn't even thinking of. Yeah, no, New Japan definitely, yeah, because like, you're right, I didn't even think about the working relationship. They can definitely get from it. Yeah. Huh. They don't really do stipulations like that, though, so I don't know who would even like Really pull it off. Well, I just, I just got my idea. The Great Con, I feel like, is obviously the choice, and That'd he's going to show up. No, that's not going to happen. Like, uh, as much as I've enjoyed him on New Japan, and I really have enjoyed him, mm. I think it would, it would be crickets, only because, like, he would come out, and the American audience would have no idea what to fucking do with him. Yeah. Like, Oh and man! You and I would both be sitting there going, "Oh my god, it's the Great Con!" <laughs> Just knowing what he would do in the match, my yeah. like instant boner pick to where like if like this guy shows up, I just splooge everywhere instantly. Uh huh. Will fucking Osprey? Yeah. No, that also hit, hit my head too. Yep. No, oh. there's like I said, a lot of options. I don't know. I, I really don't have a good like. This is my idea. I'm sticking so, with my uh, RVD pick. That's RVD is a good one. I'm sticking with my original RVD pick, but oh my god, dude! If it oh if it if it ends up being like a Will Osprey or something like that, I'm just I'm done. <laughs> well, what's the thing? See, I'm I'm excited about it now because like I like I really do as a wrestling person for so many years. I really like it when there's a surprise where I don't have a very good idea of what's going to be. Yeah. before it happens. Now this um, is where yeah. this is where we do all this guessing, and at the end it ends up being like Hornswoggle, and we're all just like, "No!" Damn and it. that's when we hear the news that Vince McMahon bought AEW from Tony Khan. Uh, that <laughs> would, that would, fall swoop. That would explain a lot. 
Yeah. So yeah, that brings us to the last, well, I'm assuming it's going to happen somewhere in the middle, but the last thing that we're going to talk about, which is Paul White's whole thing about a Hall of Fame level signing, which I know made you feel all warm and cuddly. Nope. <laughs> um, first, I, first of all, I just wanted to point something out that kind of bugged me that I didn't really bug me. I don't like the fact that in wrestling, whenever you say Hall of Fame, it immediately puts your mind to WWE. Like, yeah. that really should be a more legitimate every kind of pro wrestling Hall of Fame. So when you think Hall of Fame, it doesn't automatically mean this yeah. guy that Vince said is good, oh. basically. Well, that's well, honestly, that's kind of why my pick is who it is. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not happy I'm picking this person. <laughs> okay, who are you picking? Because I do have a pick for this. Kurt Angle. Okay. Wow, we're dead on because that was my pick too. Um. I think a lot of the other, like, what-ifs have been, like, CM Punk and Batista. <laughs> I like Batista's answer. Did you actually see what he said? No. He, somebody asked him, like, are you going to be the guy? He's like, there need, we need to come up with a new word besides retirement in wrestling because retirement means nothing in wrestling. But I am retired. <laughs> so, <he's literally laughs> so, yeah, and CM Punk just came out and said, nope, not me, which... I, I don't think he would tell the truth, but I, I don't think he's... No, it's... You know. So, I will say, that makes me very happy to hear Batista say that. Because yeah. I believe him. Yeah, no, I completely believe and him. Like, I can't believe anyone else says that. Like, I believe that Batista is retired and will never wrestle again more than I believe Ric Flair will never wrestle again. Ric Flair has tried to wrestle again. I've actually been reading stuff where he's he's been cleared by his own doctors, but WWE won't do it. Good. So he's tried several times. Good. Because, like, good God. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think that was exactly going to be my pick, too. Hall of Fame, Kurt Angle's free at this point. He's got a lot of ties through the podcast he's doing with a lot of AEW guys. Yep. He, he probably he can't be happy with the way his run ended in WWE, so. Well, I so, like I was saying, I'm not happy about my pick. Because I believe if Kurt Angle does come to AEW, he's going to want to wrestle. And I love Kurt Angle. I love watching Kurt Angle in the past when he could wrestle. Right. But he can't anymore. Like, he can. It just doesn't look good. Yeah, he's not. He's, like, maybe 70% of himself. Yeah. Like, so, like, I would love to see him come over, I guess, and, like, I don't know, just, like, kind of do what everyone else is doing and be like a manager, but like... Right. But I don't want to watch him wrestle anymore. Yeah, no, and from what I've heard, this isn't... Whoever they are signing, it's not going to just be a um, a management thing. It's a multi-year deal, kind of like Paul White. Right. Um, where there's definitely going to be wrestling involved. But again, they just said Hall of Fame-level talent. They might mean somebody that's not actually an older guy, and then most likely they do, but it could be somebody that's younger. And they're just like really building up how good they think this person is. So I I hope to God. I really do. I hope. Yeah. I hope that's what they're meaning, but I really don't think they are. Yeah, no. But yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I, I like I said, Kurt Angle seems like the most likely to me, but we'll have to see who actually shows up. Yeah, so I think we did it and we've gotten through the whole thing. Dude, I am terrified I'm, with how like how similar in thought we were. <laughs> it just comes from years of listening to each other bitch that we just sort of <laughs> have melded yeah. together. Yeah, I think that's fair. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm literally gonna get off this with you. I'm going to put it together and put it out and I'm gonna just throw it up everywhere on social media because I feel like this will be fun to listen to after the pay-per-view, but I really want people to listen before and just see how close we get by Sunday. So yeah, man, that sounds awesome. Um, but yeah, so um, we're going. We haven't done it yet. We usually record the chaos everywhere after we record chaos to Final Frontier. So we're going to do chaos to Final Frontier tomorrow. Yep. So you're going to listen to the next episode of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Woo! And then, like I said, Wednesday will be a bank show that we did a while ago, which is The Simpsons. Um, it's I forget what the name of the episode is, but it's the one where Homer's a boxer. So it's a really good episode of The Simpsons. And, um, yeah, I think that's about it. So just uh, follow the show at Cast Everywhere on Facebook. 
You can follow the show on Twitter, KS Pod Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Last Kill Chris One. Um, thank you to Eric Bowman for our theme song. And please like and tell, like like a, like the show, tell a friend, write a review. Just try and get the word out there because we're not stopping anytime soon. Um, like can you, I, I don't know if you've been keeping track, but every once in a while I, I like I keep checking the numbers. With all the things we've done, we're over 60 episodes that we've done of all the different podcasts at this point. That's a lot of content to put out in about six months, but we did it. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, so I think that'll that'll do it. I'm really excited for Sunday. I'm like, what I'm looking forward to most this weekend is just this uh, whole pay per view. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, So, is there anything else you want to add before we uh, wrap things up? Stop, drop, and roll, bitches. All right. Well, everybody have a good night and we will see you Monday and then Wednesday.